Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. Seventy-nine degrees. What a beautiful day! We're going to get right to our Patrick Henry name change update. Right. Well, we're not going to waste time then on a Friday scramble. Uh, and who's joining us? Kathleen Harrison. Kathleen Harrison. Yes. Hi, Kathleen. Hi. Are you a, a member of the group that is intending to preserve the name of Patrick Henry? Yes, I am. What was the meeting like yesterday? I understand they did not take a vote yesterday. They did not. They decided that. The, with the information that they received, they needed to think about and check into the um, whether or not the process was fully followed the way it should have been. Were you, are you a Patrick Henry grad? I am. What class? 1985. And how many people do you think are uh, are on the side of preserving the name? Oh, we've got over a thousand signatures now. Um, just in the last day, we've gone up on our online petition. Um, I think we increased by like fifty just since the meeting last night. Was so, uh, was the affair yesterday civil and uh, charitable and kind hearted? It was for the most part. I would say it was the um, the people who spoke after our presentation to save the name. Um, some of them got a little boisterous and a little loud and obnoxious, but um, all in all, I think it was a very civil. Let me situation. let me let me tell you what I suspect, and then you tell me if I'm on the right path or not. Okay. What what I suspected ever since becoming aware of this story is that those favoring uh, changing the name of the school. Uh, were so convinced that it would be in the best interests of the students to do so uh, that they, I don't think they anticipated any pushback. Uh, it sounds to me like from the outset, uh, maybe uh, previous uh, graduates of the school weren't even considered. Is that an accurate statement? I think it is. I think that they don't, they did not expect um, any pushback, and I don't think that they expected such a large number of people to be against the name change. Mm-hmm. What's unfortunate is, you know, they've said that they reached out to the alumni, but um, they've been at this since 2015, off and on, mm-hmm. and that's kind of scary because we all, a lot of us just heard about it here late last year, early this year, so we heard about it maybe December, January, February, and if they've been at it since 2015, it seems like what the number of social media outlets right now that we should have heard yeah. a lot more of this before right. now. Well, and uh, do we know when the next meeting is? They said it would be in June, but they did not state a date. All right. Well, we'll keep in touch. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. I think we've got some positive. Uh, there's a little bit of pushback there. Here's the problem. What? If slave ownership is going to be the deciding factor in scrubbing this country of various names, 
which would have to include Jefferson and Washington right. and Monroe. I think the first seven presidents. And Patrick Henry and John Adams. and If, if slave ownership uh, is going to be the determining factor, well, then what comes after slave ownership? Because the what's, kind, the, next ba- what's the next bad thing? The kind of mindset that allows people to so casually treat American history so whimsically and so casually, what, what makes anyone think that they would stop uh, with slave ownership? What, what, if, uh, what if we discover uh, misogyny? Uh, what if we discover, uh, 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 well, you can just create your own list of, of, of uh, determining factors where somebody could raise the issue and say, uh, this is, not, uh, this is sure. not the name of the school we should have because look at the behavior of this individual. So my concern, <laughs> you know, these euphorians driving around, they probably think I'm in favor of slave ownership because they don't get it. I, 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 my guess would be you're not because I know you. But No, I'm not. Right. But my concern is where are you going to stop? And the answer is those who can make themselves so willingly uh, kick American history down the road and eliminate it will not stop at slave ownership. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, where is that leading you then? That's leading you to the ultimate Mysterian goal, which is to change this country into a country that is not the United States. And ultimately, what they'll have to go after is the Constitution. That's that scares me. Unless we push back. Well, you know what? They own slaves. That is terrible. It's a tra- terrible way to treat a human being. But we you all know, know that. It, it happened. And we the, stopped it. Yeah. Let's go now. Let's build. And, Let's and, not dwell. And the people uh, like Kathleen and others, Anthony Boone and uh, <clears throat> the other people we've talked to, their their major objection to the name change is precisely that that this attempt to whitewash history is a is a is a dangerous road to go down now do you realize it's uh, happening in St. Paul now it's finally i've heard rumors of it uh, but it's finally reared up today in the uh, pioneer press story monroe online that monroe which is no longer a high school it used to be monroe high school they were the monroe green wave right and uh, my god i know uh, Plenty of people my age who went to Monroe. Didn't Nick uh, Mancini go to Monroe. Earl Earl Gray is a Monroe grad. Uh, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of successful St. Paul just people. A minute. I have went it here. to uh, Monroe High School. I have it here. We've got a lot on your plate for a scramble Friday, and you jumped right into it, not wasting any time. Well, just a minute. Monroe Linwood. Yeah, I went to Linwood. Right. Uh. Maybe that's part of the problem. This is a piece today in the, uh, I saw it online in the Pioneer Press, TwinCities.com. And there were, there were some quotes in here uh, by the by people that made no sense. Okay. Uh, now, the old high school that I knew as a kid, Monroe High School, that's now uh, part of a combined campus for uh, kindergarten through eighth grade. Yep. I think it's uh, Linwood Monroe Arts Plus. Right. And there's a movement to get the... Uh, I don't know why it can't just be school. They have to throw in arts that's a plus. plus. You got the plus deal. Uh, and it was named after James Monroe, the fifth U.S. president. 
Uh, one of 12 presidents who owned slaves. Oh, is it 12? So those okay. 12 got to go, right? I mean, I'm not being facetious. If they're going to be consistent, yes. Uh, by their own meanings. But here's a here's a quote by the PTO president, Jason Johnson. It's a critically important issue that James Monroe was a slave owner. And that doesn't reflect the kids that go to Linwood Monroe in the slightest. Well, no kidding. That's a meaningless statement. I'll repeat it. It's a critically important issue that James Monroe was a slave owner, and that, that meaning his slave ownership, doesn't reflect the kids that go to Linwood Monroe in the slightest. And that doesn't affect... It's a meaningless statement. Of course it doesn't affect right, right. the kids He's... that go to Monroe. Of course it doesn't. That's not the point. Uh, well, so there's not a lot of kids there that go home pondering who Monroe was and what his life was like. They want to go uh, play Fortnite and kickball. Uh, Monroe, uh, he negotiated the Louisiana Purchase before he became president. He created the Monroe Doctrine, which warned European nations against colonizing the Americas. Uh, Monrovia in Liberia yeah. is named uh, for Monroe. Uh, he thought that freed slaves would be better off in their own country. I, you can argue the merits of that all you want. I, I'm, I, I have no, I, I'm not, I don't apply modern sensibilities to the past. Well, if you try to jump into his head, maybe he was thinking uh, that they would not be oppressed even after they were free. They could be in their own you know, they can be completely free without any worries. I mean, you have Washington High School. Which it's no longer Washington High School out on Rice Street. Right. What is it? Some sort of uh, magnet rocket ship? Yeah, uh, I don't remember the let's name. Let's paint by number right. school or something. <laughs> well, that's, for the gifted. that George Washington was a slave owner. Andrew Jackson. We have a Jackson Elementary, I believe. Andrew Jackson was a slave owner. Nationwide, there are 35 school districts and 125 individual schools bearing the Monroe name, according to the U.S. Department of Education. In Minnesota, the Mankato and Anoka Hennepin districts have schools named for Monroe. So that's the question America has to ask itself. Uh, if you're so comfortable rewriting history, or not rewriting it, uh, uh, pretending it didn't exist, trying to delete, whitewashing it. it, are you going to stop at slave ownership? Is that going to be your one and only criteria? And you know perfectly well what the answer to that is, right? Commencing garage logic segment number two. What's up, bro? Oh, don't do that. I'm Friday. I'm Friday right now. You can't be. You have to be. No, what have I'm, I told you? What have I told you about radio? What have I told you? Monday shows Every can be lousy. Should be like Friday. Friday should be great. No, it's not what I told you. Oh. Every day should be. Oh, like it's a backwards Friday. day. You put full effort into every single show, no matter what day it is. What's line one, Chris? Oh, that's Conrad. Conrad. Hello. How are you? Good. 
It's a gorgeous day. Yes. I am uh, listening to you, and I am disturbed by all these efforts that, uh, to change names and whatnot, as you are. I drive by Lake Calhoun on Lake Calhoun Parkway, by the way, which is now not Lake Calhoun. But, no, they changed the name to... Uh, right, right. But, beep, gonna, that, uh, beep, beep. <laughs> but I was going to say, I don't think they're trying to whitewash history. I think if you whitewash history, you're trying to basically take this individual, Monroe, whoever, and sort of make his past look better. Yeah, you're That's correct. Whitewashing, whitewashing is the... Is they're, trying, they're trying to expunge a history. That's or they're right. trying to dis- take you, away all honor from any of these men and people who founded this country, basically. You're, you're correct. White, right, you're correct. Whitewashing is the wrong term. It's so, it's it's obliterating you know, history. Yeah, exactly. But the other thing is, is that it's going to become where every aggrieved group now, like you're going to have to take off John F. Kennedy because he was a womanizer. So mm-hmm. all the female groups are going to want that name expunged. Mm-hmm. Roosevelt, he, uh, you know, I'm Jewish. I'm sure that if I look back, many of these people were probably anti-Semites. But the reality is that people are the product of their time and their environment. And if you have to hope that given a different set of circumstances, that they would have all grown and learned and and had a different view of the world than they did but their ideals were the things that were important that created this country the idea of these principles that put in place that have sort of been grown into so i i think that it's a big mistake to try to go back and take all these people's names away from us and dishonor them that's my theory i i I agree with you hold up hold up for conrad conrad growing up jewish yep how did you handle uh christmas christmas break did that bother you, or did you just let that roll off no. your shoulder? I was so happy to have two weeks off. I went to St. Louis Park High, which was 25% Jewish, so it was a little different experience for me than for probably a kid who's an only Jew in a school. I didn't ever feel, you know, they always sing a couple Hanukkah songs when we sang the Christmas songs. I throw you a little bone there. Throw I, a Hanukkah I, I, song I like in there. <laughs> I love that stuff, but uh, no, I had no, no, no dis lack of appreciation. My mother's a Holocaust survivor. She came to this country in 51. My father's family came over from Europe in the, and he was born here in 1919, so he was a native-born American. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, had all these issues in Europe. Uh, they loved this country. They felt that this country was the greatest thing that, you know, the world was ever given. And I've always been taught to appreciate being an American and to be Jewish and have the freedom to be Jewish in a country that, you know, you know, we, we, this is America. Everybody hated everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how it was. You know, everybody called everybody this and that and this and that. But at the end of the day, you know, we played football together. We played baseball together. We, we, we were Americans together. Conrad. And, uh, I think, yeah. Thank you. I love your call. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Jews had to put up with the most Give crap from everybody. Give me a Hanukkah song. Throw him a Hanukkah. Let's go. <laughs> Oy vey. Tom. Hey, Joe. Hi. I guess my comments would be very similar to Conrad's. I mean, I, I'm thinking of the analogy of a family where we've all heard it said that the goal of every generation should be to improve upon the previous. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, you know, ideally you would have done a little better than your father. Your kids will do a little better than you. Yeah, so they already guess, are. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what perplexes me about this whole thing is, you know, what is the old saying that we're all standing on the shoulders of giants? You mm-hmm. know, despite their faults, the mm-hmm. founders did make this the nation we are today. And you understand, we're- I would imagine, you're such a frequent uh, listener and caller. You you understand the larger point that I'm concerned about, that every American should be concerned about. The ultimate goal of this kind of thinking would be the elimination of that which has made this the United States. 
I absolutely understand that, Joe. And frankly, uh, looking at the Pioneer Press website today, for instance, the comments following the school shooting post, mm-hmm. it's it's very clear that we are polarized almost 50-50 and that there's one side of the nation that absolutely does not understand that the Constitution was set up precisely to ward off what that side of the nation wants, that, mm-hmm. that we don't govern by public opinion poll, that there are certain precepts we hold dear. Yes, That's the precipice I think we're on. I think so, that too. concerns me, and we're just fighting a good fight. I wish you luck, sir. All right, thank you. If slave ownership is the determining factor what will follow slave ownership? I have no evidence that would lead me to believe that the mindset that allows you to change the names of schools because they were named for people who happened to own slaves, I have no evidence to believe, given your mindset and your the casual indifference you have to American history, I have no evidence to believe that that mindset would stop with slave ownership. There's no way it would. There's no way it would. What's the new name of um, Lake Calhoun? Oh, don't call it Calhoun, Joe. You mean Lake... That's the name, again. <laughs> it's a, you know what? What a nice day to take a walk around. <laughs> It really is. It's a perfect, perfect day to do that. Find an ice cream stand, maybe a... I have never been this afflicted by pollen. You, you got it bad, huh? I never had it when I was a kid. I'm not allergic to anything. You're slowing down there. Uh, I guess you get old. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Oh, it just happens. You don't know. Is John Height going to be here? What is the pollen count supposed to be? That's You know what, Matt? That's a good point. Yeah, Height's ready. E-A-L. Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number 3. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. Sunny and 79 degrees. This update brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. The Twins will be back at it tonight. After yesterday's day off, they'll open up a three-game weekend series against the Brewers at Target Field. Kyle Gibson for the Twins. Lefty Bruce Suter goes for, uh, not Brute, Brett Suter. I got to think that, uh, I got to think they'll put 35,000 people in there tonight. It's a gorgeous Yeah, I know a ton of people that are going to the game And you're playing your hated rival. Plus, too, the uh, the outlook for tomorrow's forecast doesn't look good, which Not might make really. some people come to the game tonight. Yeah. Gopher softball team opens up NCAA tournament action tonight. Minnesota tries to move on in the tournament, playing at Texas. Gopher season record 39 and 15, Texas 32 and 24, that game being played in Seattle. News notes from today. Ten people are dead after a school shooting in Santa Fe, Texas. Nine students and one teacher were killed in the shooting at Santa Fe High School. Twelve others are injured, including several seriously. That includes a resource officer who's undergoing emergency surgery at this hour. NBC News says the suspected shooter identified as 17-year-old Dimitrios Pogortsis. He was taken into custody shortly after the shooting. Uh, Sources said he had at least three weapons with him. 
a shotgun, an assault-style rifle, and a pistol. Another student, whom Harris County Sheriff Ed Gonzalez described as a person of interest in the shooting, also in police custody. Dustin Severn, a 17-year-old student, told the local NBC affiliate that he saw the student in the hallway shortly before the bullet started flying. He was wearing his usual outfit. Severn said nobody thought it was weird. He, quote, wears a trench coat every day, even though it's like 90 degrees out here. Well, no trench coats. No. I just banned See, them. in my school, you're not wearing your trench coat, In you Texas, yeah, yeah. In Texas, you, you don't get to wear a trench you're coat. You're not wearing so. a trench coat. Yeah. Uh, you know what I say to him? No. Right. Uh, Severn Take at, your trench coat off right now. Wasn't it the last day of school, too, Johnny, did I hear you say? There was, uh, I don't know if it's the last day of school for the underclassmen, but the graduation apparently was scheduled Worth for the tomorrow. Columbine guys wearing trench coats? Yes, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. God help us, the center's not holding. And it's just, how do you prevent this? It's not holding. The center is not holding. We are unraveling. Round and round the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. The uh, Severin, this other 17-year-old, said uh, he was also the victim of bullying, not just by other students. He said he was picked on by coaches. He doesn't really talk to many other people. He keeps to himself. Uh, other uh, things uh, that are going on there, they apparently they found pipe bombs and pressure cookers in, around the scene also. Oh, Police good. are trying to take care of those. CNN, uh, as I said, reporting a second person in custody, identifying as a possible accomplice. Uh, adding to the confusion when all this was unfolding this morning, a flag-toting man wearing a Make America Great cap and a pistol on his side suddenly appeared outside the school. He was obviously immediately stopped by police. He's lucky he wasn't shot. That's yeah. He uh, he said I wasn't trying to cause trouble. I just well, no. You're just show, trying to be a moron. You're an idiot. I just wanted to show my support. I would like to know what from. I don't know if it would have to be learned scientifically or or how it could be determined. But when did we cross the line from you used to get bullied and you didn't kill anybody? Yeah. Now you get bullied and you go get a gun and you kill people. What happened? I don't have the answer. Yeah. Well, where was that line? Exactly. Where, where was that line? Exactly. What happened? I got everybody I know got bullied in some fashion yes. or form. Yes. Everyone, including me, you, every, all of us, yeah. all of us. Well. When did it cross the line? Oh, I got bullied. You're dead. When did that happen? I don't know, and I'm not trying to make an excuse for this, but I wonder if it has something to do with a lot of kids now, just they don't know how to deal with rejection. They don't know how to deal with losing. They don't. They were brought up and incubated in a way that everything was going to be fine. You're, you're not supposed to lose. You're always supposed to win. Well, then we're right back to the decline of moral and ethical integrity. Mm-hmm. I'd like to take a vote. Um Really cool and popular. Uh, never really bullied. You were? I never was. I don't care. Really cool, popular. I'm just saying there are exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Some yeah. kids are totally cool and they just And you're you're in that camp. Totally cool. So I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm in the cool but I never bullied anybody either. No. I don't need I, don't I was think... I was welcomed the new kid or sat down. I'm no example of virtue, but I'm just saying I was not. No, a bully. that's your nature. That's I was true. not you're a good, bully. You're, you're good natured. I'm uh, not looking for compliments. That, that's true, saying. but I, but you're not looking for compliments. You just interrupted the newscast for five minutes <laughs> to damn near break your arm, patting yourself on the back. Why? What did I say again? <laughs> I, I was going to say I, I find it hard to believe that nobody ever you know picked a little bit on her. Come on, no, come on. I, I, no, I would yeah. say that you're making up for it now being on this <laughs> show. Yeah, yeah. I feel bullied now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In, right. in this room, huh? right? Yeah. 
Uh, the Met Council reports the Twin Cities area saw major population growth in 2017, specifically in areas with major transit investments. According to a release, the area saw a population growth of 8% during the year. Data from the Metropolitan Council said as the population grows, it's outpacing residential construction, making for a more competitive rental market and higher housing prices. Council Chair Alina Churumov said the growth shows the council plans well at a regional level, but must also focus on key areas so the metro doesn't fall behind other regions. Those keys include transit, efficient land use when it comes to development, affordable housing, and clean water. A gigantic $4 billion retail and entertainment complex won government approval yesterday after years of debate. This is in Florida, greenlighting what would be the largest mall in North America, just a few miles away from the Everglades. Oh, no. Miami-Dade County Commission voted 9-1 to to approve American Dream Miami. No. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a crunchy conservative. Uh, I want to do everything possible to preserve the Everglades. Agreed. It would be built on 100... Aren't malls dying a slow death right now? We don't need any malls in Florida. It'd be built on 175 acres of now vacant land at the busy confluence of Interstate 75 and Florida's Turnpike, northwest of Miami International Airport. I can picture that. Plans call for hundreds of retail shops and restaurants, but the developers don't want people to call it a mall. They're pointing to its planned theme park attraction, like an indoor ski slope, submarine ride, water park, and skating rink, along with 2,000 hotel rooms. I ain't going on no submarine Submarine ride. ride. There you go. The uh, Canada-based developer Triple Five, their spokesman, their name. Aren't they the people that did the mall? Well, I was going to say. The Germazians? Germazians, yes. Their spokesman's name might be familiar. I was just going to say Don Germazian. I'll be darned. The Flying Germazian Brothers. Said we're not building a mall. We're not in the mall business. The hell you aren't. You got the (laughs) Mall of America. American Dream Miami would be about 1.2 million square feet, larger than the Mall of America. Similar entertainment and retail center that was also developed by Triple Five. A language was also added yesterday to make sure that no taxpayer dollars would be spent on the Miami project. Well, uh, then what we need to know is how could its construction impact the Everglades? Uh-huh. The, uh, the Germazian family? What about them? They just hired the industry. You're kidding. For an event. Oh, really? Oh, my God. And my, my son said, oh, what are, we going, what are we going to work for Triple Five here? Yeah. And uh, that's their, their event. A big event, huh? A big oh. event. And you know what? Really nice family. Mm-hmm. Huh. Did you charge him double, did you? No, no I didn't. But uh, <laughs> I will say he gave extra. Cool. Well, good for you. Yeah. Police responding overnight to a call of an active shooter at President Trump's golf resort in Doral, Florida. They engaged in a shootout with a man. Doral. Uh, Dor- what I say? Dor- Doral. Sorry. Doral, yes. Doral. Engaged in a shootout with a That's man. That's in Decatur. Yep. <laughs> and ended up... Chai Chai Rodriguez played uh, there once. Yeah. I got to drive up to Bahatmedi uh-huh. later. I'm sort of thought from Belarus. <laughs> the, the man engaged in a shootout with a, with a man and ended up taking him into custody with gunshot wounds. What was your one from Wisconsin? That's one, That's my favorite. Uh, Waukesha. Waukesha. Yeah. yeah. She said Waukesha. Yeah, that'll happen, John. That's yeah. my favorite. I, uh, nobody busted me the other day, but I apparently had one wrong the other day, too, uh, for, for, uh, for Ada. I said Forada which is in northern Minnesota. Hmm. Uh, but Kenny busted me later when it came in, because that's right up by Alexandria. Yeah. So, Well, he knows his rural outlets. He does. Yeah. Uh, Miami- like Cape on all the turkeys, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Miami-Dade Police Director Juan Perez said at a news conference early this morning, the man was found actively shooting the lobby of the Trump National Doral Miami Resort, making anti-Trump statements. 
At a press conference later in the morning, police identified the man in custody as 42-year-old Jonathan Odai. One officer sustained a broken wrist during the altercation. Nobody else apart from the shooter was wounded, uh, and uh, the motive still remains unclear as of this morning. Speaking of caping out, isn't it, uh, isn't it that magical time of the year for the Bud Grant garage sale this weekend? Uh, if it really? is, if it is, he's receiving no publicity here. Right, we're charging. Oh, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm going to charge him. I'm just going to run over to his garage sale and grab an item and go. This is our fee. Bud. You you pay the advertising fee. We'll have you on the air again. <laughs> right. Well, if this is the weekend, apparently everybody has that attitude. I haven't seen a word about it. So I maybe either. maybe I all the news right. outlets finally said. Yeah. Let's just say it's Sorry, in Bud. December until we hear further. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, is Dave Dahl ready, please. Matt? Yes, would you uh, take us to break, please? Stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. She believed in fairy tales and princes. Being a voices coming from a stereo. Here's uh, Dave Dahl. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Hi. Hi. 70. How are you, Dave? Hi. I'm glad you remembered me. 79 right now. Are you now. saying that I waited too long to introduce you, Dave? Uh, no, no, Dave, no. Are you tied you up, Dave? Us. Am I keeping you from something important? No, I know. It's the way you said it. Here's a... Uh, oh, Dave. We're oh. glad that no, Dave remembered us, like though, right? I'm glad you remembered us. Thank oh, okay. Yeah. Dave, I like you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It's a beautiful Friday, isn't it? I'll say. Ah, I wish I was outside. 79 right You got big right plans? Now. Big plans for the weekend, Dave? Yeah, you got uh, plans for the weekend? <sighs> what time are we coming up for, on the boat? No, I'm, I'm going to pick you guys up, and we're going to go... Yeah, we're going to go on the town. We'll right. wait there right on Stillwater with our feet uh, dangling in the water. You yeah. pick us up. Yep, we'll do that. <laughs> okay. uh, high temperature today, at least 85, it looks like. 62 for the low tonight. Maybe an isolated thunderstorm. I think most of us stay dry tonight and most of the day tomorrow. Now it looks like the showers will hold off until after 3 or 4 in the afternoon. And that'll be just scattered showers. Not going to be a washout. Tomorrow's high, low to mid-70s. Sunday, around 70 for the high. Some a.m. showers and then clearing in the afternoon. Monday, back up to lower 70s, upper 70s Tuesday, low 80s for Wednesday, Thursday, and close to 80 on Friday. So very summer-like air here for the next week or so. Uh, and just a scattering of thunder showers. Not a big deal. It's not a washout Saturday or Sunday. Do, do you have a, I'm, I know you can't say a specific time. Do you have a, a vague window? For what time? For what day? Uh, Saturday. Saturday, it looks like I said this, but the, I'm glad you were paying attention. He doesn't yeah. listen, Dave. I huh? said we after. We had an excuse. We had a guest join us here that normally is oh, here at 3 oh, o'clock. That's the way. Yeah. After 3 or 4. Okay, after three or four, uh, between six and eight, are we okay? It's a big burger battle downtown in Harriet Island. <laughs> there could be some isolated showers popping up at that time. I think anytime okay. after three or four, some scattered or isolated showers. It's not a washout, though, so y- you know you can dodge these showers. Sure. For burgers, I can do that. It's one of the greatest events of the year. All right. Uh-huh. Right now, we're heading for a high today of 85. We're at 79. Thank you. Thanks. 79, bro. Do you, you want to go to Mo- just you, know, you would love oh. that. You would love that. And I'll report on who has the best burger. Holman's Table is down there. I, I'm, uh, uh, I mean, there's all I'm, sorts of burgers like, in the park. I would like to make a link right now. About I don't burgers? want to. I don't want to talk about food right now. Okay. Okay. I want you to listen. Okay. I feel I'm being bullied. I'm on a link. The uh, the Al Gore global warming crowd. Al Gore global warming crowd. 
to the crowd who would change the names of schools and lakes and buildings and what have you. To the okay, all right. To the name changers, let's just call them the name changers. All right, let's link uh, the let's link the global warming hysteria crowd to the name changers. Okay, it seems to me there's a link there, and the link might be this: that with the decline in moral and ethical integrity has come uh, has come a decline in truth and reality. Does that make sense? It, it, in other words, if you're, yes. if, if you're culture, if you're a morally and ethically bankrupt, uh, what in the world would the truth mean to you? It, it'll right. Be, you don't, yeah. It's, right. It would be relative to you. You, it would mean whatever you wanted it to mean. So there's a certain element of the, of the global warming hysterics who actually believe that they know what the temperature should be in an attempt to have uh, something uh, perfect. They believe the temperature on any given day should be what they think it is in order to have that day be a perfect day. And it's the same with the name changers. They believe that they can achieve perfection by wishing for it by by getting rid of the name of 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 uh, Patrick Henry, for example, and renaming the school Unity or Butterfly Wings or what have you. Mm-hmm. It's it seems to me it's almost the same. You know, you say what is the temperature supposed to be? You could say to that crowd, what is the name supposed to be? How how sterile does the name have to be? Where 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 do you end with the sterility of sterility? Is that but a word? but it it may be that. As a culture, uh, all of us so lucky to have been born in this country, it, it may be this simple, that we have, we have enjoyed such wealth, not only materially, but spiritually and intellectually. We, we have enjoyed so much wealth in this country, so much freedom, so much uh, prosperity and goodness that we're entirely, entirely spoiled. I'll, yes, I'll to, agree. To with the that. point, to the point where we want everything or anything we want. We don't want it to be eighty-five today. It should be more like eighty-three. Then I'd feel better. Or do they have some day in mind from their youth that they remember was a perfect fall day or something? The global warming crowd is just messed up. But so are the name changers. Mm-hmm. They're 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 wishing for things to be as they want them to be, rather than as they are. There, hmm. there, there it is. They're, they're wishing, wishing for things to be. Say that again. They're wishing for things to be what they wish them to be, rather than how things are. Of course, they are. That's they want to uh, uh, live in a fantasy world. In in real life, and it's undoing this is how us. we got here. It's undoing us, right? It's it's tearing us apart. It's 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 undoing us. In real life, our founding fathers had slaves, and you know what? That's it's a fact of life. It's a fact that it's a we need to put a band aid on it, but you can't remove it. That's just what the times were. Brad writes, I've listened to the show for 20 plus years now, and about two years ago, I found out my older brother started listening. He listens every day and doesn't miss one minute. Me, on the other hand, I podcast the show, and I also never miss a minute. We're both GLers, and he told me that he heard on the show that everyone over the age of 50 gets great living American status. 
Now, I've never heard that, so could you clarify that? Because he's turning 52 today, May 18th, and I would love it if you could wish him a happy birthday on the air. I'm not sure you can do that, but I'm sure he would love it if you did. Thanks for all you guys do. Love the show. Good luck, Brad. Joe, for for once, let's let's do this. So go ahead and, and... Give me his name. Give, give me his name. Well, Joe, the, let's here, do this one time. Here's the irony. He doesn't provide his brother's name. You in dummy the Brad. Hey, dummy Brad. Yeah, but he he turns GLA. I mean, he's been GLA for two years, and he's 52 today. Yeah, that's great, but we well, don't know who the Happy birthday, hell he is. unnamed brother. Yeah, your dumb brother sent a thing in, but he didn't name you. Need a ruling, please. This is from Alex. I have a potential garage logic phrase that needs a mayoral approval or admonishment. The phrase goes right along with all of the other greats, like I wasn't made for these times. Learn more here uh, by design than elsewhere by accident. And concepts like the 48-hour rule. Often a GLer will be confronted with a new hobby that he or she is to has to ultimately confront as to whether or not to engage in the new pastime. When this individual weighs cost-benefit analysis, time taken from other hobbies due to the new addition, risk, ongoing costs, and the like, he or she may decide that this new venture is not for them. For example, I personally, for reasons cited above, uh, just cannot get into the whole drone movement. So based on all of that that I've described here, the GL phrase is, that's a hobby I don't need. Okay, I'll I'll accept that, Alex. Got it. That's just a hobby I don't need. Yeah, we've all said that, haven't we? It's just a hobby I don't need. It's just a hobby you know I don't need. Right. Uh, will you take Racing us, cars. Take that's, us to break, please. Yeah, that's just a hobby I really don't need. So, uh, Garage Logic will be right back. I had no idea I was going to be this good today. Randy writes, I've listened to your show for many years, normally catching up with the podcast. I heard the show from the beginning of the week when you were talking about Olaf Lofquist, the conservation officer who was killed by a train in 1936 and was just being honored now for dying in the line of duty. I've been a conservation officer for 17 years in northern Minnesota. You guys were discussing if officers who get killed in the line of duty while not doing something heroic should get the same recognition as an officer who gets killed while doing something heroic. I have to check out when, uh, if I have to check out while working, I would prefer I was doing something heroic when it happens. Uh, but uh, mostly it will end up being a vehicle accident, which is the leading cause of police officer deaths most years. End result is the same. Conservation officers started service in 1887, and there have been 20 officers killed in the line of duty since that time. Eight since Olaf Lofquist in 1936. The last was Grant Coyer from an airplane crash in 1999. Keep up the great show. P.S. I have a cylinder index of 75. 1500 ESPN. That was quick. Is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis.